Hello everyone, it's your boy Manny here with another episode of Conversations in a Car. Today is the first day where I'm going to start off with my segment of Conversations in a Car with strangers. Now I don't really have a stranger with me, I guess he would be a stranger for you guys because you guys don't know him, but I got my boy Michael here, my brother from another mother here, mm-hmm. We uh, so we got him and um, we're going to talk a little bit about fitness, health and fitness, mostly because we just got done killing a sick workout right now. So yeah, so um, I just want to start off by uh, asking asking you, Michael, uh, how'd you get into you know working out? Because you are you are uh, you know Michael Michael here is a uh, an official certified trainer Ooh. at LA Fitness. Oh, Ooh. killing them! So uh, how'd you get into this, man? Uh, well, you know, 15 years in the military kind of keep you in shape. Okay, so. Once you, once I did that military thing, you know, I didn't have a choice but to stay in shape. So when it was my time to hang up the uniform, I was like, you know what? What have I done that I can jump right into, you know, out, outside of the uniform? And it was fitness. Mm-hmm. You're a personal trainer and helping people get in shape. I've already been doing it for, you know, for years before that, uh, before my date to get out. So you know, I just kind of just leaned right into it. It fits my lifestyle perfectly. I can make my own schedule. You know, my, my daughter's in daycare, so it kind of it kind of fits perfectly right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you can push yourself. I can push myself as hard as I want to. You know, of course, as a personal trainer, you gotta look the part. You know, to, to bring more people in. So that was my main goal: is to look the part to bring more people in. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's kind of where it all started. I knew I wanted to be fit. I've been fit, and now it's you know a career or, or a job per se. So you've always been relatively fit, like your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. So I know as a as a trainer, uh, for those that you guys don't know, I'm I'm actually I'm was a certified. I guess it expired, but I still consider myself a certified trainer. Um, how do you like connect with clients that have never really been fit or have always been kind of like overweight? They're trying to be fit. So, I mean, you. I mean, you were you were always relatively fit, so you can't can't really put. I mean, you you can try, but you never really were in their shoes when it right. comes to like right. being overweight or borderline obese. Right. Some of your clients, you know, are, are at that sometimes at that point. You know. You, I mean, you, you got to know where those people, where their level of expertise is at, though. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and figure out what their motivation is. Usually, mm-hmm. against them. I know it sounds bad, but. Mm-hmm. Once you figure out what makes them come to the gym, then you understand that that is the one thing that has them in the gym first. Once you get past that point and they really want to do it, then, you know, you, for me, it's a self-motivation thing. And the goal as a trainer is to get that person to be self-motivated and, you know, they, they download the information from you that you're giving it and they actually adapt and use it while they're coming to the gym. So I tell my clients sometimes, my job is to fire myself. It sounds crazy, but at the same time, you want to get somebody to a fitness level where they don't feel like they need a personal trainer or that crutch. You know, maybe if they're getting ready for a performance or they're trying to get somewhere and do something specific, yeah, I can see you using a personal trainer. But you know, you're a personal trainer for a year and you still don't have the confidence to go and go to the gym and work out on your own. 
then that personal trainer is not doing you justice. Mm. That's just what it is. So you're pretty much just you're getting you're getting them to the point where you want you don't want them to need you anymore. Right. Okay. And I'm gonna push you to the point where your body's changing. So when you do leave me, you go and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to question your form. You have to question if you're doing you know workouts correctly. You're not on like you know gym fuckery on. So, and that's at the at the end of the day, as a personal trainer, that's your ultimate goal: to get that person where they want to be comfortably, and then they can maintain it. Because yeah. I mean, that's what you know, all the superstars and athletes and all that stuff do. That's what they do: they get the personal trainer, get them to where they need to go to get that feeling of, you know, I've gotten here to this point, I'm ready to go. I can I can maintain this. Just getting up out of the dang on hold. You didn't get out of shape and obese overnight. Yeah. That was a, life, a whole lifestyle change. You have to that. Okay. So it's more than just coming to the gym, believe me. I mean, you know that. Yeah. You know, no, yeah, definitely. You know, this the lifestyle. Y'all you get enough rest. Yeah, no, I, I understand. And, and I actually do have to agree because I, I, you know, I can relate because I started off overweight and it, you know, it took me a while. It took me, you know, day by day. Oh, yeah step by step I think the the crazy part about it is like I actually did it on my own I started off with one of my best friends like going into the gym he was the one that got me into this like he was actually fit and I was like just a little bit more overweight than him yeah. next thing you know he motherfucker bails on me and I'm like well I already got the membership man so I might as well just use it yeah. That's so little by little I started getting into it a little bit more started doing research stuff like that and the funny part about it is like now looking back at it like, I wouldn't say I'm in the best shape, but I'm in a decent shape versus, like, my best friend right now. Oh, man, I, it feels like we switch bodies right now. He's not even in the best shape. Um, the good thing about, like, the good thing I can say about you, though, is, like, I mean, from what you're saying, that's, you're being a good trainer, and I feel like that's, not a lot of trainers like that. Like, the fucked up part about it, too, is, you know, being a trainer, it's all about business sometimes. Oh, yeah. And some of these guys will legit not, like, they'll, they don't want to. They, they teach them, but they don't want to teach them too much to the point where they won't want to need them. Right, to where they're, they're independent. Yeah, because right, right. then, then they're going to go away. They're not going to make as much money. And, you know, yep. they got to work it twice as hard to get yep. another client and all this and blah, blah, blah. Yep. But if you're doing what you should be doing as a trainer, people are going to continuously come to you. They're always going to come to you like, hey, help me get, help me do this. Or, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds by such and such time frame. Mm-hmm. If you're in a time frame, that's the hard part because you're limited with clientele on, you know, the time that you're with them and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a fraction of the day. So when they're out in the world, you know, they're, they can still be eating, you know, the BS and the fast food and all the bread. And, you know, they're coming to the gym and then they step on the scale and it's not working. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a trust thing. You got to make sure your client is doing what they need to be doing. And as a trainer, you can only push a client so far. Definitely. You, know, you can't push them overboard because then they'll quit, they'll be too sore, they don't want to do it, they're not motivated. So, and, and you have to adjust the weight. A lot of people don't. They just stick to one game plan. One game plan is does not fit everybody. Yeah. So, I'm, re- I'm really not an advocate of the one plan fits all. One plan? Yeah, doing the same thing with like every, every person. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, on top of that, what do you, you know, how, how long have you been doing this? 
How long have you been doing this? About, this is my seventh year. Seventh year? Okay. Seven. So after all those years, what what do you what do you think contributes to us being so unhealthy? Us Americans, we're fucking badasses, man. Um, so what what do you think is like the main issue, or some of the issues that why we are so fucking fat and lazy? <laughs> the, the, I would say the phrase "the bigger the better." Oh yeah. Everything in America is bigger, and for some reason we put better on the end of that. Bigger is better. Think about it. That that's bigger the, vehicle, more gas, not fuel efficient. It's bigger, and the people put luxury on the end of it, and now it's better. Yeah. You know, big girls are in now. <laughs> they're bigger, the better. Cause you know they I mean? sick. Yeah. The more yeah. you eat, the bigger the better. You know? eat, eat all that food off that plate. But you loaded that damn plate up. Yeah. The bigger the better. We can break that mindset and stretch it out throughout the day fitness-wise. Because if you go to other countries like Europe or Italy or, you know, places like that where they still have, everything is still small village style, yeah, it's not bigger and better. And, really not. and then the crazy part about it, too, is, like, you go to these, you go to these like, other countries and there's not as many, like, restaurants right. as you find in here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not as many restaurants. You, most people are usually um, they're usually like walking or using you know yep. riding bikes transportation walking around stuff like because like you said little village and stuff like that that's true, that's true. Uh-huh. and but, then I mean and then you gotta think about it there something as simple as your grocery cart getting smaller you can't buy as much food <laughs> and I'm not I'm telling you this is how it is over there man in Europe I, the grocery carts are smaller the refrigerators are smaller now so now they have to buy less at one specific time, and it's like, well, you know, if I got less food, then, you know, maybe I shouldn't eat as much. Well, now, now that you say that, I, I have, like, as growing up, I started noticing that, that shopping carts have been getting bigger and bigger, <laughs> and I'm just Man, like, go to, <laughs> go to Sam's, bro, oh, like, oh my god, and look at this card, it's like pushing a damn station wagon, Dude, there's moments where I'm just like going into Walmart or something. I'm like, where's the little baskets at? Like, they're hiding these motherfuckers, dude. No, no such thing as regular baskets. Oh, my God. There's no more of the baskets anymore. It's just like big-ass <laughs> cars. extra large, man. God. They just completely removed the seat where you put your child. It's just mm-hmm. a big-ass basket now. That's the mindset. And uh, the a lot of food stay in the house. Yeah. It all up. Talking about fridges, too, man. It's, I remember... You know, I grew up with, like, you know, just the one yeah. refrigerator handle, and there's, like, one drawer. Yep. Now, like, refrigerators have, like, two fucking handles, so open oh, it up. Like, three, three, <laughs> three drawers and, like, two two fucking yeah. fridges, like. Deep that, dish, man. Oh, gotta, my God. reach all the way in the refrigerator with your whole body <laughs> to the back <laughs> to get something. You got a refrigerator too big. You got to send a message and stuff. Nah, man. Oh, man. man. That's crazy. No, but yeah. that, I mean, in all actuality, it's stuff that you think of unconsciously that really contributes to everybody being in the United States. That's just what it is. So I, I know you have a, you have a daughter. How old, how old is she? Four. She's four. Okay. Yeah. So how like do you talk to her about fitness? Do you talk to like do you try to be healthy with her? Do you try to teach her any of that? Oh yeah. Because I know like, uh, growing up in school, man, food food here is fucked up. Like. Mm-hmm. Serving like pizza for breakfast mm-hmm. and like yeah. do so do you like teach her anything like that or uh, do you try to work out with her right, trying to be yeah, active right or now? Uh, right now I try to get her to be more um, 
raw vegetables now. That's my main thing right now. Okay. She loves meat, and that's good. Um, of course, she's Jamaican and Mexican, so um, my wife has Everybody gotta go. 
Straight up. A little ass one, too. Everybody, clean out. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Okay. But it is getting better. I mean, I'm older now, so. I don't know. Maybe my body's like getting used to it, but I don't want my daughter to have to worry about it. Milk, but let Jane that she calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want her to have to depend on it. Not that I'm trying to make her turn her into a vegan. Yeah. You know, I just want her to be, you know, health conscious. That's all. Yeah. I mean, because uh, I mean, it's it's something that her body's reacting to. So you kind of like got to teach her teach her about it and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Um, I'm sure your uh, your parents didn't really weren't really health conscious. As much were they, or were no? Yeah, my mother was, you know, eat everything and, and don't ask no questions. I put it on your plate. You gotta eat it. Right, you gotta eat. It. You gotta finish everything before you get out. Of, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, looking back at it, and I know I said this in a conversation with someone else. Um, you know, the whole notion that parents have that they say you better eat everything on your plate. And you got to think about it. It's like, these are kids. These are kids that are like, you know, four or five years old. They weigh like 50 pounds. They should not be eating as much as like a 200-pound adult. Yeah. You know, so I wonder if sometimes that, like, like us adults or us, like, parents are sometimes making our own kids kind of fat or dependent on, yeah. you know, eating levels or certain things that they're eating. Yeah. A lot of, sometimes it's discipline, though. Sometimes you got to discipline your kids. You eat when it's time to eat, and when it's over, it's over. There isn't no, you know, let me eat a little bit, and I'm going to come back later on and eat it. No, I need to get you on a schedule, because a lot of times it is like a repetition thing. If you're on the same wavelength, life becomes easier, and you understand, okay, it's time to eat, I'm going to eat. But you can't overload it either. You know, they say they're full, and let them be full. And if they come back 30 minutes, 45, 40 minutes later, I'm hungry. I thought you were full. That's that's when you know they're kind of yeah, playing with you. Like, like I, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't like the full, the yeah, food yeah. full. Right. Well, at the same time, this is discipline. It was time to eat at five thirty. Yeah. Now it's six thirty. It's not time to eat no more. You know, maybe a snack yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But we're not gonna go full fledged meal again. Yeah. Nah, we're not gonna do that. So once your kid understands it's time to eat, you need to eat. So you don't, you don't. Uh, you don't give in whenever they, they do that. You're just like, oh, Daddy, I want a cookie. No, you should have ate. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, you eat good, then you'll get cookies and stuff like that. <laughs> but if you just like nibble and be like, oh, I'm full. Okay, be full then. But you ain't getting no cookies later on. Like, yeah, like, like, oh, where those cookies at, Daddy? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yeah, right. We'll see what happens. A half a cookie. See how you feel about that. Oh, uh, man. It's like a quarter of a cookie I next don't time. Nobody goes. That don't go up well with nobody. <laughs> Yeah. And the 
everything in the United States now is, is business. It isn't so much taking care of the people anymore. It's how much money can I get off of this? Yeah. How much money can I make myself this? So, you know, think about it like this. Back in the day, say late 80s, well, I was born in 83. So the, the new, newer generation born in you know, mid-90s, they don't know nothing about the government cheese that was given out to, you know, people in the hood. See? Government they, cheese? Exactly. What? Well, exactly. What the hell is this? So when you're living in the hood, you know, the, the United States is like, well, we got this milk, and, you know, we're making cheese, and we got excess, so we'll just make up your cheese and give to, you know, people in the hood. You got food stamps? We'll help you out a little bit. They give you cheese. For what, man? Was it, wait, was it this, like, packaged bro, cheese, or what the hell? Big old block of cheese, bro. You, you smash <laughs> like a wheel? Like an actual no, wheel? Oh, square <laughs> block, bro. Like a Velveeta cheese times 100. What the fuck? Yeah, you hit somebody in the head with it, you're going to clean them out. Knock <laughs> their brain, clean off the other side of the head. Was it good, though? Or do you, like, was it, was it, makes it real? Best, it makes the best grilled cheese sandwich. But oh, okay. All right. In 2018, you can't find a, a slab of government cheese nowhere at all. You won't find it. Okay. But was it, like, was it actual cheese or was it, like, some processed, like, bullshit kind of cheese? I'm pretty sure it was processed. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was right. processed on top of process. It's like a block of pretty much craft. Yeah. But it's not even craft. It's like the off-brand, like, great value. Man. <laughs> but it was so good, bro. You throw, a, man, you throw a slice of bread on the ends of them cheese, man. I'm telling you. Oh, man. I one of them dogs on grilled cheese. Like, mom, you made that grilled cheese? What's that, government cheese? Oh, I need two of them. I, man, that's yeah. it. But you can't find it no more, but if you think about it, that's the government's way of, you know, running little tests to see how it's going to do. I'm pretty sure it isn't like, oh, well, yeah, we need to help our people. Let's give them cheese and cheese and milk. No, not at all. But now they don't, I guess they don't have to do that now because they have WIC. You got a kid at the house, you know, you plop the government system that you can go to the grocery store, you can buy cheese, milk, beans, and some other stuff. Just groceries, right? What is it? Just switched it over to a, a WIC program. It's uh, it's pretty much groceries, right? You can only buy like food and can't you buy baby products with that too? Yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you get it. You I, I got like, juice and stuff like that. I, yeah. I, I want to say you can't buy hot food with it or something nah, like that. I nah, don't know. Nah. I know it's there's some limits on that, but it mean it makes sense. Uh, it's essential, is what they call it. But I still question milk. Like, why do we drink milk from a cow? I, you know what? I don't. I want. I, I remember doing some research on that. But, uh, Why come we can't drink milk from a from a from a from a woman? From our own species? That would be kind of that would be so weird. I mean, we're fed that as a baby, but right. why are we stopped like halfway? Right. Like, okay, once you hit one or two years old, all right, drink this cow milk. Goat milk. Why is that popular? Goat goat cheese is good though. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, goat cheese is good. I'm a cheese person, not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, you know what? The other thing, when you mentioned government cheese, um, another thing that uh, remind that reminded me of is that fad that went around back in like I think it was like late '90s and uh, late late '80s or uh, '90s, all the way to like late '90s, maybe like early 2000s. Uh, you know how in the produce section they would always have like that light. Like fat-free, 
versions of everything. Everything. Like light. It would be light. Like it would be like L-I-T-E. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. And all it was is like they'll, they'll take away the fat. But what they would do in exchange is uh, people started realizing that you would take the fat away from food. It tastes like shit. So what they would end up doing is they would ramp up the sugar. And it just had like a shit ton of sugar instead of um, fat. Double negative. Yep. Just yep. fat. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Get right back into the fat day. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we had like the food pyramid back in the day growing up to that. Oh, and now... That thing is so wrong, man. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> it just reminds me, like, have you ever seen South Park? I have. When they switched the food pyramid yeah. around? Yep. <laughs> It's like it's, it's that bad, bro. It's like now we have what the food plate. I don't remember. I haven't. I I know that was the last thing I remember going to, like high school. We had the food plate where they modernized everything. Like you don't have to. Like what was it before? You had to eat like fifty or sixty percent of it had to be like grain. Yeah, man. Now it's like almost a quarter of everything. Yeah, now people are developing like gluten allergies. Like I know this one, uh, this one lady, she can't eat uh, gluten at all. I forgot what it does. Like it, she gets like inflamed like so badly, um, and it's bad. It's like she can't eat anything gluten, and it's and it's really difficult for her. I was talking to this guy, man. He was talking about lectins. Oh, uh, lectins are like it's from uh, you get them from legumes, uh, from beans. I want to say that's where you find the majority of like tomatoes. Tomato seed or the skin. Yeah. And lectins are bad for the You don't you don't want lectins in your body. Lectins. Of course you know your intestine um, wall is like really, really thin. Yeah. And lectins are really like spiny. Once it I guess somehow it once it gets into your body it becomes spiny to break the, the lining of your intestine, microscopic lining, uh-huh. and of course it's like the poop valve. Uh-huh. So we start letting the food valve get information in your belly, and then you get this belly. So you think about guys who are big, and they have this big belly, it's like, well, how do, I think, how do I get rid of this belly, man? And that's the only thing that's big with the body. They're skinny. How you gonna be skinny with a big belly? It's like, man, bro, you're weird. <laughs> Is it like the same thing as, like, uh, beer belly? Like, it could, could, that be, could that be the same thing? Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, lectins is in wheat, too. So I know, I mean, so it could be maybe that. I didn't know that. I mean, I, I actually recently just found out about lectins, but I didn't know about that. I, like, when I say I just found out about this lectin thing, like last week, I'm like, lectins? Oh, <laughs> oh, I need to do more research on it this. It just seems like everything, like, sounds so scary. Everything right. sounds scary everything. Like, when it first came out. Don't, don't, don't do gluten. And then, uh, same thing with, like, GMOs. Like, once people started realizing or, or listening about, oh, GMOs are bad for you. Everything is genetically modified, man. Yeah. You ain't gonna be able to get around that. Everything is because the United States is getting too big to feed. Every, you can't feed everybody. You just can't. Yeah. There had to, there, one day there had to be one chicken. Okay. <laughs> one chicken. God made one chicken. Chicken laid the egg. Had enough chicken. There's two people on Earth. If you eat that one big chicken right now. You gotta wait until that little chicken is big enough to uh, to eat them again. Now, now you just had a baby. Now it's three of y'all. Now who gonna eat the chicken now? The chicken gonna go quicker. So now we need more. 
And what do you have to do? You have to modify it so it can cover the United States of America. Like, that's what chicken, everybody, oh, these these birds have never had, you know, anti, anti, what do what they call them? Um, they never give the birds uh, the shot or, you know, give them antibiotics. Or uh, antibiotics. Come on, man. Y'all tripping, tripping. They're pretty much, uh, you can't have 10,000 birds in a freaking a bird farm and not give them not antibiotics. Give them like, fuck. Come on, man. Y'all tripping. They, uh, I, yeah, it's it's like they're 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 pretty much reducing like the 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 growth uh, age for chickens. So like it's, I don't know, I I forgot how long a normal chicken usually grows, but they pretty much cutting down cutting it down from half. Like if it takes like twelve weeks for uh, a regular chicken to grow on a farm, it takes like fucking almost three to four weeks for like one you know at a fucking mass producing. You know, right? Factory farm for like Purdue or Tyson. You right. know, right, man? You, you have to modify stuff, and then you know everything is changing. Kind of fights the disease and you know, bacteria and stuff like that. All that stuff is always evolving. So you know, that's just what it is. Why don't? It's simple. You think about it. Why don't bananas have seeds in them no more? Because people want to. The seed is the wholesale part. That's how you're going to get the money. So if you if you corner the seed market. Nobody else can grow the seed. Now everybody has to buy bananas off you. Chiquita. Chiquita banana? <laughs> what other banana brand you got? Uh, yeah, I don't know, bro. Oh, okay. Unless you're going, like, out of the country. Mm. It's about another side. When I'm going to Mexico and buying uh, bananas off the street, they don't have no Chiquita stick on. <laughs> hey, man. See what I'm saying? Hey. Hey, I'm, trying to coin a, I'm trying to coin me a seed market, man. <laughs> figure out what kind of seeds I can grow in the house, man. Hey, you're smuggling seeds. Hey, man. Instead of smuggling drugs, you're smuggling seeds. What is this? Uh, corn seeds? Why are you joking? That might be illegal. That yeah, might be no, I, it, I'm not going to lie. It could be. It could be. Honestly. You know, there's, there's um, you ever seen Food Inc.? I have. Uh, food Inc., man. Even uh, for those who have done, haven't seen it, you have to see it. But it's pretty much just talking about, like, food and how things are are uh, being made and produced nowadays and um pretty much these big names like the ones i just mentioned like purdue and tyson some of those don't even want to do like interviews oh, no. inside their like chicken oh, factory no. oh no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. they don't of course because you don't want they don't want you to see the horrible truth of like how they make their chickens and what they have to grow go through smell of a chicken coop man. <laughs> Like a regular, like even a regular farm, like a like a legit like homegrown farm smells nasty as shit. I can just imagine one of how one of these Purdue or Tyson farms smell like. It's like you you go in there and smell it without a mask. I'm sure you get salmonella like right away. You probably croak over. Everything you got in your belly is coming out. Yep, yep, yep. Ten pounds lighter right away. It's all closed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh man. Yeah. But it's uh, it's crazy, man. It's just like uh, I think all of that, you know, all of like what's what's happening with our food, uh, how you know how sometimes people are you know raising their kids or stuff like that, especially with school systems and their shitty food, um, and you know the la- the lifestyle of bigger and better. And all that does contribute on to why America is so fat right now. Yeah. But then, but then again, it's like, how do you fix it? On, on a large scale. On, on, a, on a large scale? 
I don't think there is like a possible way a large guy. Well, the good the good thing is, is I started personally noticing that um, I want to say like by the late 2000s, fitness has been booming. Oh yeah. But when you even when fitness started booming, everything else started booming. Like you know, you not everything is correct. Um, you know, so it's like a whole different market. Now you got all these gyms trying to make money off of it, especially like, you know, Planet Fitness. You got Planet Fitness. I mean, yeah, it's a gym, but these motherfuckers are also feeding you. <laughs> like they, I know, they, right? They're giving you pizza, pizza? up in this motherfucker. On, like, bro, doing bro, that's crazy. Like, you can't be doing that shit, bro. But I think the best solution is you just got to start working out with Michael here at huh. LA Fitness. Game on. Catch the <laughs> baby. I'm saying the one with the beard, man, you know. So, get it in. Unfortunately, we got to our destination right now. Me and Michael are going to recover right now from our workout. Um, tell them where they can find you, Michael. Hey, man, you can find me on Instagram, Goodies Doing Total Fitness. Um, and from there, you know, uh, my Snapchat, Good with Total Fitness as well. That's Good Wins, G O O D W I N S, Total Fitness. I'm Alex. Alright, well this uh, this concludes our segment of conversations in the car with strangers. Hopefully I get Michael here again. It was nice talking to you. Words to your mother. I hope you guys have a good day. See you guys.